everyone. Welcome to today's podcast where we're talking about how to eat unhealthy and still lose weight. You can do it. And um, this is going to take a paradigm shift of how you think about weight loss, because typically when people think about losing weight, they're thinking short term. And so when you're thinking short term, there's no room for unhealthy eating. There's no room for overeating. There's no room for mistakes, right? Because you got to be perfect. So you lose that weight. But once we talk about weight mastery, we talk about getting to your goal weight and living the other rest of your life on your autopilot, ideally. And so you're going to need a different strategy to do that because you can't be perfect. You're not going to be perfect over a month, six months, a year, certainly not over a decade. <laughs> and so we want to prepare for how we're going to eat when we get off track. And most importantly, what this is all about is how do you eat unhealthfully and still lose weight? No one ever thinks about this, right? Because everyone dieting wise is all or nothing. And so this is actually one of those hidden kind of areas that no one ever thinks about that can be a real game changer for you. Um, because most people are all or nothing and they literally have a, a phrase for this, right? It's called the what the hell effect. Um, and more specifically, it's called the counter regulatory effect. Um, when people go on diets, they really restrict their eating and you can only do that for so long usually. And then once you make a mistake, you go way off track with your reading. Right? And so this is a common phenomenon when it comes to dieters. So what I work on with my clients is how can you eat unhealthy in the best way possible? And so the phrase we usually use to describe this is how can you minimize the damage, right? We talk about going into minimize the damage mode when you're not eating perfect, um, but you're also not going way off track either. We're kind of in that gray space. And that's a place that most people don't ever think about, right? How do you go a little bit off track in an uh, intentional way? Again, no one ever thinks about this, but once you do this, and I would suggest that I'm a big fan of making this, you know, off track eating part of your weekly routine. I, I think it's important for a lot of reasons. Um, but once you start focusing on how can I get a little bit off track and still stay somewhere in the ballpark of, of my weight loss goals, that's where everything starts to change. And so that's how I want you to think here. So obviously you can't eat unhealthy all the time and lose weight, right? Um, it's being more moderated with it, but very rarely do people think, okay, when I want to not be eating perfectly, what can I do? And again, the answer for this is different for each person, but it starts with the question. And so I can tell you for me, I'm going to share my own experience with this. Now I do this every weekend, right? So I have, you know, what I always teach in the program yourself thin course is you have five days of clean eating and two days of pleasure eating. Okay. Now, when I say pleasure eating, I'm not talking about going crazy. That, that's the point. I'm talking about eating for more for pleasure than you are during the clean eating days, but still staying somewhere, you know, in, in some relative control here. And this is again, something that you probably are not good at at all because you've never really tried to get good at it. <laughs> it's not rocket science. It's not that it's that hard. It's just, you've never even tried this again. It's that all or nothing. And so I will share with you what happened to me. So when I first started doing this kind of five, two routine, um, and it wasn't even a five, two routine at first it was two, five routine, two days of clean eating. And I got really good at that. And then I started extend, extending the days out. And eventually now where I'm at, where I'm at five days clean, two days for pleasure. But let's talk about those pleasure days. Okay. So what happened originally is those first two days or those two days, I was eating a lot of unhealthy food. I was, I was overeating a lot. Okay. And any lot unhealthy food all, all, all during those two days. And over time though, this is where it gets interesting over time. I started to clean up those days even, okay? So that now I still eat for pleasure on those days, but it's even more moderated and regulated, okay? And I don't want to say those words and, and kind of scare you about it, 
Um, but again, it, it's kind of like the whole concept of how do I want to eat? How do I want to feel? And I don't like overeating a lot of food. I don't feel good, you know? And so if you start paying attention to how you feel after you eat a lot of unhealthy food, after you overeat too much food in general, you're going to know that you don't, it doesn't feel good. But what happens is when you start to compress kind of your pleasure days into specific days, you start to develop your awareness of how it feels when you overeat because everything is relative. And if you're just kind of always overeating, you just get used to it. Um, if you are being really strict with your eating and then you kind of go off track, then you're kind of in denial and you don't pay attention to how you feel because you just feel guilty and ashamed of yourself. And so it's a very unique experience to eat for pleasure in a moderated way when you're not just kicking off a diet and going into denial, okay? So when you're being somewhat aware and you're intentionally eating for pleasure, well, this becomes really interesting because now it fills a void that most people have in their weight loss where when you think about losing weight, you think of it as being deprivation. I can never eat the stuff I want. If it's one, you get maybe a cheat meal, even a cheat meal sounds like shit anyways. <laughs> it sounds like you're doing something wrong. So um, to intentionally eat for pleasure, intentionally with awareness is something very few people do, right? Because you're always in the, I'm going to be perfect mode, right? And so there's two big benefits of, of doing this. The first one is that you start to, when you pay attention and you consistently week after week, have a couple days where you're intentionally eating for pleasure is you start to learn how to eat for pleasure in a healthier way. And so I'll give you an example, you know, so my Saturdays back in the day, I'd start and I'd have my, I'd have like a breakfast sandwich, which I don't have during the week. Um, then I'd have like a donut muffin croissant, something like that. Then I'd have some lunch then move a sandwich. Um, then maybe I'd have a snack in between there and then I'd eat my dinner, which was a big dinner, pasta dinner. And, um, over time, but in, and I didn't drink water. I said, okay, the weekend I'm not drinking water because I'm sick of drinking water all the time. And so then what ended up happening is after a while of doing this months of doing this is you start to gain some awareness because it starts to become routine. And instead of you going into your binge mode and just checking out, not paying attention, I was aware. And so I started to optimize it over time. And I started to, you know, I still eat the same breakfast. And uh, then when I started to do those, I started to remove lunch. I said, you know what? If I don't eat lunch, I'll be hungrier for dinner and I'll enjoy it more and I'll cut some calories out. And I said, you know what? I'm not drinking my water. I don't feel that good. I want to start drinking water. So I started drinking water. And then I said, okay, I'm going to have my pasta, but how can I make this a little bit healthier? And I said, oh, you know what? I'll steam some broccoli. I'll eat a bunch of broccoli first and then I'll eat the pasta. Okay, that sounds fair. <laughs> and so what I'm saying is, I, I, it wasn't a restriction thing, right? Because now I'm okay, my pleasure eating, I can do whatever I want. But what happens is you start to develop this other motivation because you're paying attention and you start saying, what do I want? Well, I don't like eating this much food. It doesn't feel good. And that's a place where a lot of people don't get to because you're so fixated on, I can't eat that. I can't eat that. I don't, I can't do that. I can't do that. That you lose sight of what actually feels good and what doesn't feel good. And so when you start to, again, I, I, this is a system. So I want to be clear. I don't think you can just spontaneously start eating like crap. You've got to make it part of a routine. And so what I always suggest is the weekly routine of, again, five days of clean eating, that's the intention, and two days of pleasure eating. And they both serve very important purposes because, A, when we have some pleasure eating coming up, we can look forward to that. And that can really help you get through the clean eating times. And then the most important piece of all, though, is at the end of the weekend is getting back on track. So every single week, I'm practicing getting back on track intentionally. And that's the most important skill you need to master if you want to master your weight. Cause you're never going to be perfect. You know, you got to get that idea out of your mind. You're not going to master your weight by being perfect with your reading. There is no perfection. Um, so what you want to do is you want to learn how to go off track a little bit, how to learn how to get back on track quickly. 
that's what's going to help you master your weight. All right. So if you want to, if you want to explore this, take a little bit of time and eat for pleasure intentionally and master that process because it's going to be a huge help for you to master your weight. All right. Um, so if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I would love to answer them. Um, hi, perfect timing. I just binge 3,500 calories. Yeah. Okay. So, so here's the thing, right? Going a little bit out of track is somehow shameful more than going off track a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly the point. If you think about it, right, you get this weird thing where to go a little bit to, to intentionally plan, okay, I'm going to go off track there. Cause then what you're doing is you're coming, you're bouncing right up against your perfectionist mind that says, why would I go off track at all? I just want to lose the weight as quick as possible. And that just shows you that the way you're thinking about your weight loss is short term. Again, you have a diet. If you're watching this, you have a diet or mindset. If you're not in my program, you have a diet or mindset. And that means you think short term. You're thinking, I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. And so you're thinking of it like a sprint. And so perfection's the only thing that's going to work. And because again, right, it's like, I just want to just want to lose the weight. And the second you make a mistake, you completely have blown it. And that's, it's, so, so what I always teach is weight mastery, not just losing weight, but living at your goal weight for the rest of your life on your autopilot. And with that approach, you need to get good at real living, not the bullshit dieting where you're going to be perfect for a couple days. Because how long are you perfect on a diet? How long usually last on a diet? The averages are 39% of people can't make it past a week, 75% can't make it past a month, and 95% ultimately fail on a diet. So that approach does not work. And you, you said the exact right thing that, that when you think about going a little off track intentionally, like planning for it, you feel guilty about it. And, and, and that should be a, an awareness that something's not right, right? Because what are you thinking that you have to be perfect? Because it's that thinking you have to be perfect that leads to the way over binging. It, it's, it's a direct response because of that. A little, I mean, that's what I'm telling you. They literally call it the what the hell effect. It's the counter-regulatory effect and it's unique to dieters. Okay. So when you restrict yourself so perfect, you're going to be perfect, perfect, perfect. You build up all this pressure and then usually the pressure blows and you go way off track. Is that not what you've experienced? You know? So again, the, the alternative to that, you're never going to be perfect. You might as well get yourself off of that path. You're never going to be perfect with your reading. Never, ever, never, never. It's not even an option for you. You're never going to be perfect with your reading. <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you. So once you accept that, then you start moving on to real plans. But as long as you keep yourself in the bullshit delusion that you're going to be perfect with your reading at some point, you'll, you'll always be stuck with your weight because you think you, you just think you're some, there's some ideal you's going to show up on a Monday and just all of a sudden be perfect. And it's never going to happen because you're a human being, you know? And so instead of expecting that you're going to be perfect someday, start planning for reality. And this is part of doing that. So... Um, do you ever feel fatigue? Oh yeah, of course. Sure. I mean, not fatigue like I used to, you know what I mean? Like my, my fatigue, I think is a lot different, you know, listen, everything's relative, you know? So that's important too. You know, you lose the weight, not everything doesn't get perfect. You know what I mean? Good days, bad days. Um, I'm in great shape. I'm really super healthy, but like, you know, days when I'm tired, days when I'm energized, you know, so that always exists because everything's relative. So it's important to remember that because, you know, you could start losing weight, <clears throat> And, you, and you're like getting results and you're feeling good. And then you have a day where you feel like shit about your body. And you say, oh, what's the point? Again, you have to recognize that's what's going to happen. Because no matter what, I, I feel days I feel like shit about my body. You know what I mean? Like it's just natural. And so there's no avoiding that. And, and I think it's important to recognize that from the beginning. Because if you're not planning for that, the day you feel like a discouraging day, you're like, oh, what's the point? Get, oh, if you think like the losing weight's going to fix everything, it's not. You know, it makes things a lot better in a lot of different ways. Um, but, but that's one of them. You know? So yeah, I don't feel as fatigue as i used to that's for sure um but yeah of course some days i feel fatigued um do you ever feel fatigue in the beginning beginning of what oh you're talking about dieting probably you know i believe 
Um, if you're talking about, you know, fatigue in the beginning, anytime you're doing something new, uh, there's going to be, you're going to feel some fatigue because anytime you do anything new out of the ordinary, it, it uses up a lot of cognitive energy. Okay. And it, it's tiring. So, you know, listen, us humans, we run on autopilot. So as soon as we start changing things up, it's, it's new and it throws us out of the status quo and it uses up more energy. So you should recognize that part. If that's what you're talking about, when I'm going to do something new, I really expect, I, I give myself a lot more time than the average person. Because most people think that you're just going to willpower and just make yourself do new stuff. But I know as a hypnotist that most of our behaviors are subconscious. And if I'm doing something new, there's no subconscious programming to do that. So I'm giving myself some energetic kind of leeway to install new behaviors and new habits and work on them. Because I know you can't just decide to do something, just do it. You have to learn how to do it and kind of, you know, internalize it and make it into a routine. Um, do you believe in set point weight theory? Um, I do, but in a different way than you probably usually hear. I think the biggest thing controlling your set point, you know, of your weight, because I do believe that you are, because think about it, right? Most people, if you're not thinking about dieting or you're not going crazy with your eating, your, your weight pretty much hovers around a similar point, right? And so I don't think that set point is physical. I think it's primarily mental. I think you have a self-image. I think the way you think about yourself, part of that is your weight. And if you've been, you know, my program, this one of the first things we work on is your self-image. Um, because that you need to know that right from the beginning, because this is a process of becoming a different version of yourself, a different person. You, you may not like the weight, but if you've been living with the weight for a while, you're familiar with it. And there's a comfort with that because you can, you, you know what to expect, you know how to make your way in the world as this overweight person. And so when you start to lose weight, you become a different version and, and it, it's a different way of kind of operating in the world. And people overlook this a lot, but you know, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions and I've asked the question to <laughs> thousands of people that have lost weight, why'd you put the weight back on? Right. Is I didn't feel like myself, you know, so that's a part of this process. I think is important, but that's my belief in weight set point theory is I think that you psychologically think of yourself at the weight you're at. And I think that needs to change if you're really going to master your weight. And that's one of the things we, we, we work on. Um, yes, I got shocked when I first felt bad about my body after losing weight. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, oh, I don't want to see what you said. I didn't see that first part. But when I look at people who died, all, all I see is perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, all, all the dieter mindset. I mean, you know, if, if you're new here, you know, that's what I'm always talking about. The, the diet mindset is, is the number one thing keeping you overweight, you know? So you try all the diets you want, you know, it's not, it's going to change until you change your mindset. You know, that dieter mindset, you know, just let me back it up. All, all the main diets that you've been learning from all these years are all owned by the big food companies. Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Um, Atkins Food Products is owned by the same company that owns onions, pretzels, and Cinnabon. Uh, Slim Fast is owned by the same company that owns Ben and Jerry's ice cream. <laughs> these companies don't want you to lose weight. You know, they want you to restrict your calories for a little while, be perfect for a little while, because they know that leads to more eating ultimately. And so if you've been trying diets for a long time, the problem is not that you don't have willpower. It's that your, your mindset's fucked because you've been literally conditioned by these, these bullshitters <laughs> about how to lose weight. Every diet's basically selling you a tactic, right? It's always one tactic, you know, because they try and make it seem as simple as possible. It's always a gimmick. It's like, it's like a carnival game. You ever do that? Like, I'm always a sucker for the one where you throw the softball into the, the wicker basket, you know? And it's like you're walking around, the guy's doing it, like throwing it every single way and it's always going in. You try it and it always bounces out. That's what the diets are like, you know, because your weight loss, you're not going to intermittent fast, keto it, um, Weight Watchers it, any of it. 99% of you will do that and never lose weight long term. You'll lose weight short term for sure. So how intermittent fast, I lost weight. How long? 
it's been four weeks. <laughs> Great. Let me know how it's been after four months, you know, because it's not about the tactic. You know, the problem right now is that you don't, it's not that you don't know what to do. The problem is you can't get yourself to do it consistently. Right. You start the day. Oh, I'm not going to eat sugar today. Okay. And then two o'clock comes and it's like, Oh God, Oh, I just want something sweet. I'll start tomorrow. You know what I mean? That's the main problem you have, you know, and you have no sense of how to shift your mindset and what diets teaching about mindset anyways, you know, little, none of them, you know? So that's what I help people with. You know, you know enough about what to eat and what not to eat. You can always learn more nutrition. Don't get me wrong. But, um, the primary problem you have is not that you don't know what to eat. So any diet coming down the pike is not going to be the answer for you. I mean, shit, there's people, I get, I get them on here all the time. I've worked with them that, um, you know, they get surgery, you know, people with surgery put the weight back on. <laughs> that's how, that's how powerful the mindset is. I mean, they, they literally shrink their stomach to this big so they can't eat a lot at a time. So what do they do? They just eat all the time constantly, you know, and put the weight right back on. So mindset above all else, you know, that that's the number one thing controlling your weight. It's more important than your genetics, your hormones, your metabolism, your metabolic disorder, your menopause, your diabetes, all of it. Your, your mindset's more important than all of those things. Um, how do I change that? Yeah. I mean, it, it's a process. You know what I mean? It's, I always say weight mastery, in my opinion, in my program, we teach an inside out approach, you know, because it's the way you think, feel that leads to your behaviors. And obviously your behaviors lead to your weight. And so it's a deeper process. You can't just be told, you know, I mean, part of our program is, is the eating blueprint, but I can't just give you the eating blueprint and say, oh, here, follow this. Cause you can't, you don't have the mindset to follow it. That that's the problem, you know? And I'm not saying this to be make, make you feel bad. I'm saying it to illuminate the real problem, you know, because if you keep thinking it's cause you don't have willpower, you're just going to keep thinking that and you're, you're going to live your whole life struggling with your weight, you know? So once you realize it's what it's mindset, then you can start to make the correct, um, corrections, you know what I mean? And put yourself on the right path. Uh, Kingsbridge, rich. I'm weird. I've nicknamed myself Rick and told myself he is disciplined and fun in his lifestyle. That's a great idea. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's the self-image piece I'm talking about. Literally what you're doing. I mean, if you, if, again, if you want to lose some weight, just keep doing what you've been doing. You know what I mean? Lose some weight and then put it back on. But if you really want to master your weight, the core part of that process is you're, you're generating a new identity. Okay. I'll give you an example. So when I was growing up, my father was known as an eater. He loved to eat hard worker, awesome guy, funny, just the greatest guy I've ever known. Um, and he was known as an eater, loved to eat food. Right. And so when he was 54, he died of a heart attack. It was nine years old. Now I looked up to him more than anyone. And I used to try and eat all the time, all the food he ate. I used to eat clams. And I was like lobsters when I was a kid, you know, just trying to impress him and stuff, you know? So, okay. So he dies. And um, I said, well, shit, I don't, I don't ever want to get on that path though. You know, 10 years later, I was 50 pounds heavier than I am now. Right. Why? Because I had this identity in my mind that I want to, I want to be an eater like my dad, you know? And on top of that, I was Greek and everything's food in, in Greek culture. And, and I live in America and standard American diet and all the bullshit food. So all of these identities kind of combine and that's the biggest shift, you know? So now, you know what I mean? Like now I'm a completely different identity, you know, where, you know, I, I am a vegetarian, pescatarian officially. Um, I am a yoga instructor, you know what I mean? I am in control of my weight and will be for the rest of my life. You, you know what I mean? But my identity is completely different. Same me, but just a different version of me. But I'm telling you, if you ever want to master your weight, it's an inside out process. Cause I, I just, you won't, maybe you won't believe me, but I just have, it's a, it's a person after person over 20 years. I've been doing this professionally 20 years, 5,000 private weight loss sessions. It's just person after person that they put the, they lost the weight and they put it back on. You know, and it's always the same answer. I didn't feel like myself, 
Yeah, because if you think you're an overweight person and that's how you think of yourself, you're always you're always going to live up or down to your self-image. So transforming your self-image is a core part of this process, you know? And so calling yourself a nickname, um, Rick, that, that's great, Rick. Because what that is, that's a new self-image. So, so by doing that, you're developing a new self-image. That's kind of one part of that whole process. And that's what programming yourself is built all around that. That's the very first thing you do because most people's weight loss process, what they're doing is it's a process of not being them. Right? I, I don't want to be overweight anymore. I don't want to be fat. I don't want to keep eating. I don't want to be struggling my way. I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't, I don't, 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 right? And it's a whole process of what you don't want. And what do you want? Who do you want to be? You, you never develop that. And I'm telling, I mean, again, you just won't believe me. Um, but people get to their goal weight and they start getting real weird. Well, what do I do now? Because you're comfortable as long as you're overweight or you're actively losing the weight. But as soon as you get to that goal weight, yeah, you, you are happy that you're at that goal weight, but it feels weird. It feels weird. And, um, if you've lost weight and gotten there, you know what I'm talking about. That's why you put it back on because it feels weird. What's up, Don? Remind me of the book you are reading about willpower. I want to get it. Yeah, the willpower instinct. Yep. Um, can I join your program? Yeah, of course. Of course you can join my program. Um, you can go programyourselfthen.com. You can order it right for the website, but I would not suggest that. Instead, I would say go to my bio, click that link, get the hypnosis session. I give you a hypnosis session you listen to. It takes you a little bit to send it. And I bring you to a page where there's a training, three steps to master your weight. Watch that. It's about a half hour. And if you watch that, at the end, I talk about my program and I give you 50% one-time discount. Okay, so do that. All right, save yourself some money. But yeah, get started because you can get started right away. I've listened to your hypnosis. It's a great start. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, a, it's a great. Again, hypnosis is... I, I want let me talk about this real quick because I think a lot of people have misunderstandings of what hypnosis is. Um, hypnosis feels very much like when you're watching a movie or a TV show and you're just you're there, you're aware you're in a room, but your attention's focused on the show and you're kind of living vicariously in that show. So while you're in a theater or your your living room, you're kind of mentally and imagination-wise in the story. Okay. And you're responding and experiencing the story to some degree, right? If you're watching sports, you're literally releasing adrenaline in your body. You're tangentially you're like this, right? And so when we use our imagination, we can program our subconscious mind. That's what hypnosis is. It's the process of influencing your subconscious mind, which is very important because it's your subconscious mind that's running all of your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. So when you try to lose weight, what you do typically diet, the diet approach is that you consciously, your willpower tries to fight against your subconscious programs, right? Think about this. You start your day as, oh, I'm not going to eat sugar today. Or I'm going to eat well today. Okay, great. And then all of a sudden, what happens? Some part of you compels you to eat shitty food. Well, what's going on there? How do you explain that? You know, I explain it as that's your subconscious programs that run on autopilot. Don't give a shit if you're on a diet because they just say, hey, if I eat sugar at two o'clock, it feels better. You know, and then you constantly try and fight against that for a little while and then you can't do it. And then the programs just keep running like they always did. Okay, so. Learning how to influence your subconscious mind, in my opinion, is that's the only way I know. I, I have not seen other ways. I'm not saying you always need hypnosis to do it because people obviously have done it without hypnosis. But if you go talk to them, you'll find what they've done is they have changed their subconscious programming. Okay, so hypnosis is the fastest way to make that happen. It's a great start, but that's the point. So um, the hypnosis sessions and in my program is eight weeks. Every day you get a hypnosis session in the morning and at night, kind of bookend your day with it. Um, and that's a, a supplement, though. I think that's a helpful part. The key part of my program is you learn how to program your own subconscious mind. That's the crucial part. You need to take control of your own subconscious mind, right? That, that's what it ultimately comes down to. 
Um, Rick says, yep, that's the way I started seeing it and took principles you share on lives. Hey, great job, Rick. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you for the insight. That's so great. I'm glad you took action and put that into, put that into work, you know? And that's the process. Coming up, and I'll give you a book, actually, if you want to go deeper into that concept. I think you'll like this if, if you enjoyed that part, is Psycho-Cybernetics, right? Maxwell Maltz. I love that book. He was a plastic surgeon in the 50s, 60s. And uh, again, back then, plastic surgery was more about fixing deformities. And so he would fix these deformities on people. And he would, some of them, after the deformities were fixed, were still living as if they still had them. And that's what led him to kind of recognize this self-image piece, that we all kind of have an internal self-image of how we think of ourselves. And that self-image is really controlling the results you're getting in your life. You know, it's really dictating it. And so if you want to get better results, really in any area of your life, but certainly with weight loss, you've got to start thinking of yourself as a different person. You know, I think of myself as a healthy vegetarian yogi now. Don't you think that identity helps me live healthier in the world? You know, I still drink alcohol. I'm, I'm, I'm a balanced, you know, normal person. Um, but my identity has shifted so completely different in my life, you know, and that, that's the core, the core without that, nothing would have changed. And most likely nothing will change for you unless you change your self image. All right. Um, what happens if you get to your goal weight and still feel unhappy? How do you rewire that mindset? Yeah, exactly. Alyssa, that, that's the problem most people have because most people just approach weight loss externally, you know, where they just say, I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose the weight. Okay, we'll lose the weight. A, you're probably losing the weight in an unpleasant, miserable way, you know, that's not fun, okay? And then you get to the goal weight and you say, uh, still feel like the same person. Yeah, I always suggest in my program, what we do to, to deal exactly with that thing is to take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development so that you turn it into a process of becoming the best version of yourself, become the person you wanna be. So you become, instead of saying, oh, I'm a listen, I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose 50 pounds. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose. Instead of just saying that shit, you start saying, I want to be the best Alyssa I can be. Well, who is that? Who is the best version of me? When's the last time you sat down and actually crafted your own self-image? Because most of the time, people just absorb their identity based on what people have told them and experiences they've had in their lives. You just sat down and say, you know, kind of who am I? Who do I really think I am? And who do I want to be? Who do I want to live as? What's the best version of me? How often you ask that? You know, and so I would suggest you start your weight loss that way. So you say, okay, what's important to you? Maybe you're a parent, maybe you're a child, maybe you're a partner, whatever roles in your life are most important, start building it around that. I want to be the best parent I can be. I want to be the best partner I can be. I want to be the best entrepreneur I can be. Whatever is valuable to you in your life, this should become a process of how to improve those things. And the weight loss is almost secondary. Okay. So if you ask me, well, what motivates you, Jim, to stay at your goal weight? You know, I'm not going to get to how I look for a while. I'm going to start off a longevity. I want to live as long as I possibly can. And I think the way I'm living is the best way to do that. I think being in a normal BMI range gives me the best statistical chance to live as long as I possibly can. I think eating lots of whole natural foods gives me the best chance to live as long as I possibly can. Because again, with my dad died when I was nine years old, I don't want to do it to my kids, and my family. Okay. That's probably the number one pain motivator for me. Okay. But then everything else is built around pleasure. I want to have energy. I want to feel good about myself. I want to be able to be the dad I want to be, to have the energy to play basketball, to be active, to do lots of fun things, to, you know, someday hopefully have grandkids and be really active with them, do fun stuff with them, you know, um, to feel light, to feel strong, to be flexible. Uh, I want to have the energy to be the husband I want to be. You know, I, I want to have the mindset, the, the positive emotions to be there, you know, for the people in my life that are important to me. I want to have the energy and the focus and the motivation and forward momentum to run my business. You know what I mean? So I have all these big goals in my life that require me to live a certain lifestyle to achieve them at the highest level. It just turns out that that way of living also allows me to live my goal weight. 
I hope that makes sense. You have to reframe this process. If you're just making about weight, yeah, you would probably be miserable because you don't have a biological mechanism in you that wants you to lose weight, by the way. There's really no, there's not much motivation in you to lose weight. There's, there's a societal one where you want to be a certain weight so you look a certain way and all that shit. But that's called an extrinsic motivator. It's the weakest form of motivation. The strongest form of motivation is intrinsic. Okay, And so you want to develop it around that. Because just like you said, um, otherwise you'll lose the weight, you'll be unhappy. Why do you think everyone loses weight and then puts it back on? If just losing the weight, let me put it this way. Weight and money are very similar in the sense that they're both means to an end. Um, they, they in and of themselves don't make you happy. It depends how you do it. That really dictates how you're going to feel. So with money, right? You could have all the money in the world, but if you get your money from robbing senior citizens, that's not a good quality of life. Right? You're not know, bragging people and it just feels like shit. And if you're trying to lose weight by starving yourself or doing some shitty plan they don't like, well, that's not gonna make you happy either. You know, so it's a process. Again, the, the different road we're on people in my program, it's not just about losing weight. It's about getting to your goal weight and living the rest of your life there near autopilot. The goal is completely different. And so the strategies to accomplish are completely different. Right? Well, Ranger says, I stopped eating sugar for a week and I swear my depression is gone. Yeah, sure. I wouldn't be surprised by that. Sugar's a drug. You know what I mean? And, and so is flour. But sugar's especially a drug. It's, you know, it, it causes all sorts of problems. So, you know, and I eat sugar. So I, I don't want to sit here. I, again, I think where I'm unique when it comes to weight loss, for sure, is I live in the gray area. You know what I mean? Like every diet, because you're so obsessed with just fast results, you're getting a fed a steady stream of diets that are very all or nothing. Most likely your thinking is just all or nothing, you know, and that's not real. That's not your life, you know, and I try to tell people this. That's why I do. I do free lives. I do all these videos for free because there's a mission in my life is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. And so even people that can't join my program, I just I still want to help you. And the main thing I want to put out to you is that your inability to lose weight so far is not because you don't have the willpower or the ability to do it. It's because you're following a horseshit plan in terms of the diets. They're fucking terrible. They don't work. They're short-sighted, short-term fixes that don't last. And I don't know, I say this literally every day, I get on here and say this. And so if you're new here, I'm happy to share this with you. If you're here all the time, let it sink in even more because we're inundated. You've seen millions. I have, we've all seen millions of diet ads in our lifetime constantly showing us the before and after picture. How many pounds can you lose in this many days? And you're so fixated on the short-term results that you're fucking up your long-term results and you're not getting them. And you feel at this point, you know, all my clients are in their 40s, 50s, 60s because they get to the point where it's <clears throat> they want to lose weight more than anything. They can't even get themselves started anymore. But that's your subconscious mind protecting you because it knows the diets don't work. So the only thing worse than staying overweight is when you drop the weight and then put it back on again. That, that shit is just destructive. You know, it's really hard to deal with. But you keep, you know, but I, and I sell it to you just to, and I'll tell it to you and you still won't be able to change it <clears throat> most likely, but your impatience, you want to lose the weight so fast. There's a saying, right? That people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. And you're so fixated on short-term results. It's keeping you trapped in this constant loop. And you just keep repeating the exact same initial part of weight loss over and over and over again, you know? So I'm sitting here telling you to you so you can try and correct it. But it's um until you kind of bring some patience to the process and start to realize you want to genuinely change your weight for good you'll always be stuck on that trap you know um thanks lena you have such incredible advice i appreciate that i really do have incredible advice i i, I sound like a conceited asshole but i have been doing this for so long and um i i know i know for a fact i'm coming at this i, I created my i had to come out my own way listen i i've been so lucky i've been blessed in my life at, a, at one of the lowest points in my life i was 50 pounds heavier binge drinking really at a down spot i took a semester off from college and i just was exposed to, I say blessed, the universe smiled on me that month 
um, those two months, I, I got exposed to hypnosis, neurolinguistic programming, Tony Robbins, yoga, guitar, martial arts, meditation, all of those things in a, like a month or two. It was amazing. <clears throat> and I really committed to them. And um, it's changed everything for me. Uh, so what happened, though, is I, it, it, I transformed myself. I couldn't believe I've it completely changed my life. I was in school getting I got a degree in, in finance and investments. But right at that same time, I was like, and talk about the universe smiling at me. I went to my first, I took the semester off from school. I went to my orientation, my new school, business school. And the very first day I was there that night, they had a hypnotist there and he was doing a demonstration, not the goofy stage hypnosis shit, um, a real demonstration. And that kind of solidified it as well. I was like, oh, wait. so anyways, I got my degree to work that shit for a little bit. Then I went, I just went full into this certified hypnosis, NLP, yoga instructor, strategic coach, all that stuff. And I started working with people and listen, where are you going to learn how to help people mindset wise lose weight? You know, I'll tell you what you do. <laughs> you figure it out yourself, you know? And that's what I did. You know, session after session after session. I have 5,000 private sessions after court. I've just been doing this stuff nonstop for 20 years, 30 years personally. And I come up with my own, my own plan. I don't hear anyone saying this stuff. And what I, my, the thing that makes me kind of smile the most when my, my clients say to me, is they say just the most practical, the most practical advice and strategies I've ever heard. And that really makes me feel good because I think most of the weight loss world out there, and this includes the diets, the dietitians, the nutritionists, the personal trainers, doctors, they're all out there telling you what you should do. And they're all missing the most important part is that you don't know how to get yourself to do it. And no one ever, no one is telling you that. I don't know. You know, I always say like, if there's someone else out there talking about this stuff, please let me know their names. I'd, I'll happy to learn from them. I'm learning from everyone, you know? And so, uh, but I don't see them ever talking about the real stuff, you know? I, I'll, I'll bring it home. I, I, you know, a number of years ago, I did a, a interview series with some of the top fitness trainers and nutritionists on the planet. And I remember one of them, Craig Ballantyne, he, he created turbulence training. And I was talking to him, I said, what do you do when you get a client who's not motivated? And he goes, what are you talking about? I said, well, when you get, a, when you're working with someone, they're not motivated, you know, to work out. And so what do you do? And he goes, well, I, what are you talking about? I don't, I, they're, when they come to see me, they are motivated. And I'm like, huh. I'm in the wrong business because <laughs> like, I'm getting people, you know, when I'm working with people, they're down and I got, I got to turn them around, you know? And it's like, uh, I'm like, yeah, no one's, no one's really doing this. You know what I mean? Cause it's not therapy. We're not going all in your deep shit. You know, it's figuring out the problem and flipping it around, you know? And that's what I'm able to do very, very quickly is to meet people where they're at and quickly get them back on track, which again is the most important skill you need to develop is to get back on track quickly, you know, cause you're fine when you're being perfect. And the second you make a mistake, you're completely off track and you don't know how to get yourself back on track. You know, it's one of the biggest things. Um, hello from Italy. Hey, Italy. That's cool. So happy to have found you. Love to listen to you. All makes sense. And so true. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate that. Um, did you completely give up drinking or now do in moderation? I do it in moderation now. And that was a whole path for me because I was literally a binge drinker. Um, the worst drinker in my school, high school, worst drinker in college. And uh, for the first two years, I had a real problem. And, you know, when I saw, okay, I got a handle on this. You know, I was getting, oh, maybe you should identify as an alcoholic. And I was like, it just never sat right with me. Everyone's got to make their own choices. Um, and I said, I, that doesn't sit right with me. And so I really worked on moderating it. And I can tell you now over a lot of time, I mean, I stopped binge drinking, I would say pretty quick. I was able to get a handle on that, but it was always kind of lingering in, in a way. And so now I feel really good. I got a good, healthy relationship where I'm happy with it, where I, I just drink right now on the weekends and um, even in moderation then I never get drunk, you know? Um, so I'm happy with that right now. That may change at some point in the future, but for now, that just feels like the right thing, which speaks to the idea of congruency. And again, this is where I find, because there was one point, you know, like when I was, when I was getting yoga certified, I was doing a lot of yoga, hanging out with yogi people. And they're like, oh, you drink? 
And I was like, yeah, you know, and they're like, oh, how do you do that? You know, wh why would you drink when you're doing yoga? I'm like, would you rather me drink and not do yoga? <laughs> you know, so it's like, I, I think that's another place where I'm kind of unique is I walk that gray space. I think this is what leads me to being practical. That's what I started this call with. Like, you should practice eating off plan because you never do that. You're all or nothing. You know what I mean? And it's like, you're, you would be, the thing that would help you lose weight more than anything is not being perfect all the time. It would be less, it would be less way off track. You know what I mean? Like, cause you're, you're all or nothing. So being less, nothing is the thing that would help you lose weight more than anything. You know, and I know that's a weird paradigm shift for you, but that, that's a true story. So, um, yeah, so, so that's, that's kind of my, my drinking story. Um, I honestly never looked at weight loss in the psychological way. Your videos changed my mindset. That's awesome. You know, I appreciate that. That's the point. It's all about a paradigm shift, you know, and you got to get out of that. You got to stop thinking like a dieter and start thinking like a thin person. And to think like a thin person, you need to learn how to do it which is another way to say you need to learn how to be thin. You don't know how to be thin. Stop. Never fucking say that again. You don't know how to be thin. You're not to lose weight for a little while. Sure. But you do not have to know how to be a thin person unless you've lived as a thin person for a while. And if you don't know how to do it now, then you don't know how you've forgotten and you are a different situation. It's different. You need to relearn that simple. Cause if you keep telling yourself, oh, I know what to do. I just got to do it. You're never going to get anywhere because you're bullshitting yourself. You don't know how to do it. If you know how to do it, you do it. Don't you want to lose weight? Then why aren't you doing it? because you don't know how to get yourself to do it. So it's important to recognize where you don't have the skill set, the knowledge and learning how to be thin, to be honest, it's like learning another language to try to do it on your own. Good luck. Good luck. Just to be honest, you know? So if you're really serious about mastering your weight, if you're worried about diabetes, you're worried about your heart, you're worried about, you know, whatever health issues you're worried about feeling like shit all the time and being depressed, then you should go get in my program. Okay. If you're really serious, <laughs> that's where the serious people are at. Um, What's the best way to stop eating at night? That's a great question. That was my first thing that I really tackled. Um, the first thing I would suggest is that you look at it like it's a practice. Okay. So you're not just going to make a decision Sunday night that I'm not going to eat at night anymore because that's bullshit. Yes, you will. And so we want to look at it as a practice. I'm going to practice not eating at night. And the way to do that is to start doing something else. Again, this gets to the point. Your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. If I tell you not to think about a banana, what are you thinking about? And so when you say, I'm not going to eat tonight, I'm not going to eat tonight, you're thinking about eating tonight, okay? So, and this is most of your diet. The, most of your weight loss stuff is built around what you're going to stop doing, okay? Which is the first big problem you have to overcome. So what you want to do is start thinking, well, what do I want to do? What do I want to do tonight instead? And this is the beginning, but again, it, 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 I'm not going to lie, the, the, the nighttime thing, it, it takes consistent effort, you know? But again, when you look at it strategically and you say, well, I want to come up with a strategy, I haven't overeaten at night, I don't eat at night for... 28 years, COVID happened. I started eating at night on um, like a Saturday night. So I'll, I'll have some snack. I've kind of added that in, but I don't eat at night at all. And it's something I trained in because I used to eat every single night, you know? So it's like, you just got to keep working at it. I'll, I'll give you that one there, but yeah. Thank you. I really needed to hear this. I definitely have a different perspective on weight loss now. Super. I'm glad that's the point. And that's what I want you all to have. I want you to have a different perspective so that you can feel hopeful again. Because I know if you're if you're thinking about diets and you're in that mindset, you're thinking about diets, surgery, or that fucking injection, um, which is a nightmare. You know, yeah, it cancels the food noise because <laughs> it makes you feel nauseous. You want to walk around your life feeling nauseous? You want to have to get a, injections for the rest of your life? You want to pay that money? You want that shit in your body? Like, I mean, when you got that big, I, I've never seen uh, a medical ad. Usually, they hide that. They tuck the all the side effects and potential problems like in the fine print. You know. I've never seen an ad with a big old bold thing right on the front of the ad at the top saying, watch out for, for thyroid tumors. 
you know what I mean? Like this isn't, we're not taking aspirin. We're talking about aspirin here. We're talking about really serious medication. And by the way, that medication doesn't even fix the problem. You know what I mean? Like, like what it does is it helps your body. It helps people that are type two diabetic where their body doesn't produce insulin anymore. Cause they just, they've spiked, you know, how this works. Cause I'm not, I'm surprised how we live in a country where 75% of the population is overweight or obese. I, I forget the percentage now that's pre-diabetic or diabetic and how few people understand what the hell is going on with diabetes. Okay. What's going on is every time you're eating sugar and flour, especially, okay. And there's high glycemic foods, but, but sugar and flour, especially every time you're eating those, they're powders. And so when you eat them, they quickly absorb into your bloodstream. They spike your glucose levels. Okay. As soon as your body has spiked glucose levels, you have high glucose levels in your blood. It's dangerous. And so what happens is your pancreas releases insulin and the insulin basically unlocks the cells and tucks the glucose into it and clears it out of your bloodstream. But your, your body's not good at measuring insulin release because spiking your glucose levels is completely unnatural. If I brought you into the woods and said, I'll give you a million dollars, you can spike your glucose levels. Guess what? You wouldn't be able to spike your glucose levels unless you happened upon a, a beehive and ate all the honey. How would you spike your glucose levels in nature? You can't, you know? So our bodies aren't good at measuring that. So what happens is we way unnaturally spike our glucose levels and then we overshoot the insulin a lot of times. Then we crash the glucose levels and now everybody says, oh shit, I'm tired and hungry. And so we, we eat some more bullshit, spike the glucose levels, insulin. And so you do that a number of times. Eventually what happens is the pancreas cells can't produce the insulin anymore. Now we have type two diabetes. And so what that new medicine does is it helps your body produce more insulin, but it's not fixing the main problem that you keep fucking spiking your glucose levels constantly eight, seven, six times a day for every single day of your life. So what do you think is going to happen over time? Never mind. You know what I mean? Like, like, so what? That's going to make you feel nauseous so you can't, you know, eat food and then it's going to, you know, cause you to make insulin. Again, it's just a Band-Aid and that's the world we live in where we have a medical system that's really makes all their money off of treating the symptom, not finding the cure. And so even the way you think about weight loss is all symptom dependent, you know, you're not finding the cure, which is a mindset shift. You need to change your mindset. Um, is there a website to explain the program and the cost? Uh, yeah, go to programyourselfthin.com. Um, program yourself thin.com. It's one word, but, but I'm telling you this, right? Cause you're on here and you're, you're taking action by listening to this. Don't buy it from the website. You can go to the website and you could, I, I the session, there's a link to it. You can get it there. You can go to my bio, click that link, get the hypnosis session. And, um, and, and once you get in there, it'll bring you to a page to watch a training, three steps to master your weight. Watch that. It's a half hour long you'll learn a lot about how to master your weight. And then I talk about the program at the end and I give you a 50% discount. Okay. So just so you know, I don't want to have a heart attack. The program's two grand. Okay. It's $2,000. If you get 50% off, it's $1,000. All right. So, um, <clears throat> it's for, it's for serious people. You know what I mean? Um, because what happens is again, it's the most comprehensive program you'll ever take. But on top of that, I work with you, uh, three times a week. We have three coaching calls a week, you know, and those are crucial. I'll tell you, everyone in my program is, Literally everyone in the program is an intelligent overthinker. Um, most of them have, are, are pretty successful professionally. And it never stops surprising me that I, you won't believe me when I say this to you, you know, and you won't believe it until you get in the program and I do it to you. <laughs> and you see me do it to other people every single week, every single call. But you're completely missing the biggest things that are keeping you overweight. Like, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. I don't think she's on here. She's on a lot of my lives, but she just joined three weeks ago 
and and she's she's just like this she, this is everyone but she's just like one of the most clearest examples of that again super smart very successful professionally she gets on the first call and she goes well jim i don't know Let, let's see what happens here because i'm doing everything right i don't know what's going to happen because i'm doing everything i'm just not losing weight you know so okay <laughs> good i don't i hear that all the time right i know that's that's not true right so um Anyways, long story short, we, we talk, we talk, whatever. Next week she gets on and she goes, um, actually, you know what? Turns out I snack every night between eight and 10. <laughs> every night, you know what I mean? I get a, and not only does she snack every night, eight to 10, the snacking consists of getting up three, four, five times during those two hours, walking over to the fridge, getting a snack. They want to sit down, get up. So what I'm trying to tell you is that your eating, your eating habits are on autopilot. They're subconscious programs. Okay. And so, um, you're, you're unaware of a lot of what you're doing and it's just, it's just, I had someone yesterday, again, they track, uh, they run their own business. So when I'm, I'm saying this to you, they're smart, intelligent people. Um, and like I track, I'll track every day. I track everything and I'm not losing weight. I don't know what to do. We had a 10 minute conversation and <laughs> it is like, Oh shit, I totally missed that. Well, what they missed is that they're, they, they do track what they want to track, but they're missing the key parts of their day where they're not tracking accurately. And so I'm just trying to tell you that I know you feel frustrated. I know you feel like you've done everything and I promise you, you haven't, you know, you haven't. Um, why is it some people can't be hypnotized? Um, everyone can be hypnotized. Absolutely. Everyone is and always is hypnotized throughout your life. Every single person, you can't not go into hypnosis. Now, could you let me hypnotize you in a, in a kind of formal setting? No, a lot of people won't do that because they don't feel comfortable. They don't trust it, whatever. You don't need to be hypnotized because hypnotized is that's such a bullshit phrase. You know, again, it, it makes it sound like the, the trance state is the value. It's not going into a trance is just a vehicle to influence your subconscious mind a little more effectively. OK, you're hypnotized all the time. You're hypnotized when you're watching TV or a movie right? You're in a catatonic state watching it and you're just absorbing everything that's being said. You're not questioning every little thing. You're not like, oh, this isn't even real. I'm just looking at a light on a screen. I'm just hearing sound waves hit my ear. None of this is real. These are all actors. This is just a story someone wrote. They're just pretending that couldn't happen. That's not real. Do you know what I mean? Like you're not sitting there doing that. You're just going along with it. And that's all hypnosis is. It's using imagination to influence your subconscious mind. It's an inward focus of attention. Yes, we are changing our nervous system from a sympathetic fight or flight response to a parasympathetic one where we're relaxed and calm. Like when you're watching a movie or a TV show, you're in a very receptive nervous system state. And then we're using your imagination to program your subconscious mind to do what you want to do. You do this all the time. You just don't call it hypnosis. Okay. So you go into states of hypnosis all the time, but yeah, you might be a person who's skeptical. You might be defensive. And so you're not going to allow someone to hypnotize yourself. Um, if you're trying to hypnotize yourself using hypnosis, self-hypnosis, again, what you're looking at probably is to go into some magical state. Um, that doesn't exist. It's the process. This is what I always teach people is the first thing you learn in my program is a two minute technique to program your own subconscious mind. And you don't need to be in a trance to do it. You could do it. You do it all the time. Um, you know, so you know, you could watch, you could watch like a documentary about sugar. That's hypnosis because it's going to change your subconscious paradigms and, and perceptions of what sugar is. And that's going to change your behaviors. So that's the hypnosis we're talking about. Um, can you talk more about how you stopped eating at night? Yeah, sure. So first of all, it was a process, you know, and that's the most important thing I could share with you is that, you know, if you're thinking like you're just going to make it because that's what you're doing. The only, the only tool you have to change your behavior most likely is willpower. Right. So you say, oh, I'm going to lose weight. So I'm going to force myself to act different. And you can do it for a little while and can't maintain it. 
right? So the first thing I would suggest to you is that you need to practice being thin and you practice being thin by practicing new behaviors. And so I always tell in my program, we always start people with the worst habit you have. What's the habit that's showing up multiple times a week? And for a lot of people, it's eating at night. Okay. So you're going to go in and say, oh, you know, you want to do the quick thing. I'm just going to stop myself from eating at night. That's not a solution. That's just a temporary fix. It's not a fix, you know? And so um, how did I stop eating at night? It was a consistent process. I used my programming technique to learn, you know, it's, I, I don't, I'm trying to try and make it because there's a lot of context here. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, like you're in a dieter paradigm. And so you want me to share some tactic with you that you could just use and, and that'll just fix it. But the problem is this paradigm of yours is the main problem you have. Okay. So if I share a tactic with you and you stay the same mindset, it's not going to work. And so I'm always trying to think like, how can I explain it? Cause there are tactics. Sure. But, but the more important thing is there's a different paradigm around it. Okay. So let me explain what I mean. Some of the, the differences I, I'm going to give you some of the mindset shifts I made to eat, stop eating at night. Okay. One of the big ones was realizing that if I don't eat at night. So the first one is I changed that. I, I, the mindset shift, the biggest one is, let me ask you this, Houdini. And I'm talking, to, I've, I've got to get to a point. I'm just trying to think how I want to phrase this. So Houdini, if I could ask you, I'm assuming you eat at night. That's why you're curious about this. But right now people say, oh, I snack at night. I eat at night, right? That's such a great way to fucking minimize what's going on here. Okay. Let me reframe it. So let me ask you, Houdini, you answer this and I'll answer you. If you stopped eating at night, just magically from, from now for the next year, you didn't eat at night. How much weight do you think you would lose just from that? Let's just say you stopped eating at night and it's one year from now. What difference do you think it's going to make with your weight? Well, let me ask you that. And, and that'll be kind of the kickoff point for I'll, I'll share with you how I, some of the things I did to, to do that. Give me a number and it doesn't have to be perfect. It's just a ballpark. It's fine. You know, but I want to use this as an example. Yeah. Okay. Right. I think it's 80% of my problem if I stopped every day. Yeah, I would agree. It was 80% of my problem. Right. But how many pounds? What do you think? Just, let's just, we're just imagining. It's just a thought experiment. It doesn't have to be exactly accurate. 35 pounds. Okay. So what I, the first thing I would do, right. Is I would reframe this habit. Cause right now you're like, ah, oh, snack at night. I got to stop eating at night. There's no, it doesn't mean anything. Right. Cause you think like, oh, I eat at night. I snack at night. Well, those things are fun. Right. So now I got, so now the way you're framing it, the mindset you have is you're saying, I got to stop snacking. I got to stop doing the fun thing at night. I got to stop eating at night. Oh shit. I got to stop doing the fun thing at night. Okay. So the first thing I do is I'd reframe it. I'd say, I want to eliminate this 35 pound habit I have. This is a 35 pound habit, you know, cause you're doing it on autopilot and it's maintaining 35 extra pounds on your body. Well, now all of a sudden things start changing. Shit. If that one thing I could change that one thing and be 35 pounds lighter forever. Hmm. That'd be pretty cool, right? So now all of a sudden we start to reframe it a bit because the angel's going to stop it. We're not just looking to stop it. We're not looking to just suppress it. We're looking to find better solutions for something to do at night, okay? And so it becomes a process. And this is hard to do without understanding the program yourself thin technique because the program yourself thin technique is really two techniques. It's the redo technique and the rehearsal technique. So the redo technique, you're learning from the mistakes you make. So let's just say, for example, usually people use the redo technique on their worst habit. And again, it, you might spend a month or two on this worst habit. It's a different paradigm than the diet where you could fix everything on day one. Instead, we're being strategic. We're going to work on a habit until we've fixed it, licked it. You know, I fixed my nighttime habit where I was eating a thousand calories easy every night. 
And I fixed that. I hadn't snacked for 30 years at night, you know? Yeah, I eat late because I'm a night owl. That's not why I eat late, by the way, you know? But um, so again, this is where the answer is getting a little less satisfying because it's a process of figuring out what you can do instead. And a lot of it is the eating at night's not the problem. The big problem is you have no process to learn from when you're eating at night and new solutions. And you have no pro no process you can use to program yourself tomorrow night not to do it and to install those new solutions and strategies. So that's why I fall apart a little bit because I could sit here and tell you, oh, drink water, find something interesting to do at night, you know, e eat more dinner, you know, so it's easier not to eat at night. But they're they're just unsatisfying without the mindset piece. Um, but I so I'm giving you kind of the process a little bit here, which is that you consistently figure out ways strategically how can I do other things at night so that eating just fades away from my reality and it becomes no longer a part of me. And so it's a process of turning yourself into a person who doesn't eat at night. I know it's unsatisfying, but I, I you know what I mean? What, what can I do here? I can only get, I can only do um, so much, or is it like an intrinsic reward? Uh, it's, it's, it's not really like an intrinsic reward. It's probably like, it's partly a habit. I don't know how you're eating the rest of the day. So if you're not eating enough during the day, then it's, it's nourishment. You need to eat. Um, so I'll, I'll, so I'll give you another example of what I did at night. So I'll just share what I did without the, uh, going into all the mindset stuff. So some of the things I did is I started eating more at dinner intentionally. And you say, well, yeah, but I want to lose weight. Well, yeah, well, I, I I'm, think long term so I could think in phases. <laughs> Imagine that. And so I ate more at dinner so that I could get good at not eating at night. You know, I wanted to make it easy to not eat. The first thing I wanted to do, what's it like to have a night where I don't eat? That was a big first accomplishment for me. So I know this is, I'm going to stop eating at night. I'm just never going to eat at night again. No, that's bullshit. Let's just get one night where you don't eat. So you can prove to your subconscious mind because your subconscious mind at night is going to get to eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. And your subconscious mind's like, we're going to fucking die. If we don't eat, we're going to die. I, I don't think I'm going to make this. We're not going to make it. If we don't eat tonight, we're not going to make it tomorrow. I'm, I'm joking a little bit, but that's what it feels like subconsciously. So getting one night without eating is a big first step. So I would eat a lot at dinner so that I felt a lot fuller going into the evening to make it easier to get through a night so that I could get to the next morning and say, see, hey, look, it was all right. It was okay. We made it. It wasn't that bad. You know what I mean? And so I started building on my success, you know? And so again, there's a lot more to it than that, but that, that's kind of like the idea. Um, do you use rewards? Oh yeah, I use lots of rewards. Now, another thing I did, I started doing yoga at night. You know, that was helpful. Um, you know, I, you, you do most likely need to change up your routine initially because most of your behaviors are, you have a part of your brain, it's like procedural memory, right? And so you're, a lot of your behavior is very like, um, this happens, this happens, this happens. Your subconscious mind's computer-like in a lot of ways. And so it's just running processes. And so if you look at your evening routine, you're going to notice it follows a very specific process and the food pops in there at a specific time. You're not eating that way in the morning. You know, so a lot of our behavior is just like, ch -ch 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 -ch. and so if you change this, ch -ch, you know, the next one kind of changes, right? So changing up your routine obviously helps with it. Um, and there's a lot of different strategies you could use, but it's really about figuring out which ones work best for you. I really get control during the day and often I'm not hungry until like 11, 1 p.m. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just being strategic. I'll give you one other thing. It's looking at things holistically. Okay. Cause a lot of times, well, so even like what I said, eating more at dinner, you know, cause it's like, oh, I don't want to eat at night. Well, if I'm really hungry at night, that's going to be a lot harder to do. If I ate a lot at dinner, it's a lot easier to do. And again, I know you said, well, yeah, but Jim, I want to lose weight. If I eat more here, I'm not going to lose any weight. Yeah. Well, cause you're thinking short term. So what I did is I ate more at dinner. So I got used to not eating at night. 
And that was the first step because you might not even know what it's like to go through a night without eating. And so I got used to that a bit. You know what I mean? And then it started to feel okay. Okay. And so then I started, you know, once I got kind of a handle on nighttime eating and I had lots of different strategies, I drink water. You know, I started with the carrots and the celery at night just to eat something. I went out to water. I started doing yoga at night, started playing guitar at night, started doing interesting things at night. That kind of filled a lot of the space, got good with it. And then I went back to the dinner and I started cutting down when I was eating at dinner. You know, here I am at my goal weight, same exact weight for 30 years. Um, I eat late because I'm a night owl. Yep, we already dished that one. Do you use rewards? Yeah, I use rewards for sure, right? Everything's got to be rewards. All behavior is pretty much reward-based. We're not hungry until later in the day from the nighttime eating. Now I eat early. Yep. Yeah, that's true, right, mate? Um, I've been on a cycle of eating perfectly for a few days and then binging for four months now. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I'm not laughing, but I'm just saying, that I'm, I appreciate you saying that because that's the that's the usual. That's the norm. People over, they, they, cause those four days of eating perfect feel like fucking four months, you know? And then like when you go off track, we, you know what I mean? So when we're eating well, time slows down and expands, right? And when we're eating like shit, you know, time compresses. And so that's very common and there's no changing that. It's just a cognitive bias of how we, you know, experience time. But that's what I'm saying. You know, that's why I say, you know, the dieters are, your, your dieting mindset is all or nothing. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right. I'm, what, what's the point of doing it half-assed? I'll tell you what the point of doing half-assed is because you'll fucking get somewhere with it. So I always suggest instead of being all or nothing, be all or something. Okay, let me put it this way. So right now you're all or nothing, right? So you're nothing four months, right? Eat, binging, shit, eating like shit for four months. And then the person gonna say, oh, that's what I got I to gotta do. I got to get back on track. And then you're all, I'm perfect. Four days of perfect eating, right? Then back to nothing perfect eating right but the problem is <laughs> four days of perfect eating four months of shit eating four days of perfect eating four months of shit eating so for most people what's going to make the best benefit for your weight loss is not to be all not to be perfect it's to be less fucking nothing <laughs> you know what i mean and you don't think this way this is what i started the call up instead of trying to be perfect which is fucking hard you're like oh god i gotta stop the carbs oh, i gotta stop eating 16 hours a day now or two days a week uh, whatever bullshit you're trying to follow that's really strict so you get faster results that's really hard and you don't want to do instead of that just stop going so off track so hard. You know what I mean? Stop being so nothing and be something. This changes your weight too, <laughs> okay? And that's the smarter strategic approach. You're still going to be all sometimes. You're still going to get super motivated and want to do the rest of it. But this is your problem. This is your biggest problem. Your nothing times need to become something times. I call them minimizing the damage, you know? Because you're like, you're all or nothing. And so when you're nothing, you're just checked out, not doing anything. And that's most of your life. I'm glad. I appreciate you saying that. Thank you for sharing that. I'm inconsistent as fuck. How do you find the pattern habits with a person who can't establish them? Oh yeah. Yeah, Monique. That's, that's what I do with people. That's why the first thing we do in my program with the eating blueprint is you, we structure your eating. I always say there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you when it comes to weight loss. My one exception is you have got to structure your eating. It's already structured by the way. Okay. I just want you to know that. I know you think you're inconsistent. I know you think you have no pattern. I promise you do. I promise. <laughs> and, um, but the first step, yeah, you do need to have an understanding and awareness of what that pattern is, because once you understand the patterns, then you can be strategic, you know, you can be strategic with yourself. Um, so yeah. How do you find the pattern and habits? Well, I'll tell you what we do in the program. There, there's a, I, I give you, it's like, a, it's a Google document, like it's a table. And, um, I was thinking like you get breakfast. I'm just going to change it differently. You got breakfast, first snack of the day. Okay. Breakfast, breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, snack. That's pretty much it for most people, okay? So you start categorizing it that way, Monday through Sunday, and you just write down, what do you typically eat for breakfast on each day? 
What do you typically eat between breakfast and lunch each day? What do you eat for lunch each day? What do you eat between lunch and dinner each day? Now, again, I know it's different stuff, but you just write what you may typically eat on a Monday. If you do that, you'll start to reveal your patterns. I promise you there's patterns. And if you do that for a week, you'll start to see what you're doing. And exactly like you said, then you can start to work on fixing them and establishing them. Um, I don't know how to resist foods that I crave anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the problem, right? Um, well, it's, it's a combo factor. I mean, it's, it's preceded by your mindset problem um, and then compounded by your physical addiction to those foods, you know? And um, yeah, that, I mean, that's the whole game, right? That, that, that's the challenge. Uh, I tell you, like, try not to eat them doesn't work, right? And so you want to be strategic with it, you know? Um, yeah, I agree. It doesn't feel possible. No. Baby steps for me changed what I ate. Not as attractive. And now not a took. I don't know what that means. Yeah, Don's been doing great a few months. Um, yeah, I'm a perfectionist. I've struggled with an all or nothing mindset for my whole life. Oh, yeah, I get, listen, 90% of the people that join my program are perfectionists. I'm a recovering perfectionist. That perfectionist thinking does not work with weight loss well. You know, for, for someone for like, if you're a perfectionist and you haven't struggled with your weight, then it works for you. Okay. But if you have not been successful with your weight and you're a perfectionist and you think you have to be a perfectionist, it's never going to work for you. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. I wish Vicky was here. She's, she's here a lot, but she, she's our resident. I mean, everyone in my program is a perfectionist on some level, but I'm telling you, it's the, it's the kiss of death, you know, and you can look, look at like, um, you go to my YouTube channel. I do, I do a lot of perfectionist trainings because that's the, the key mindset that fucks you up. You'll never, never, ever, never going to get results because you're all or nothing. And so, like you said, you know what I mean? Like you'll be all perfect and you just, Oh, I gotta be perfect. I'm perfect. And then, yeah, you are for three or four days and then you're not. And because you're not perfect and you, you, that's so valuable to you when you're not perfect, you feel like shit, you feel guilty and ashamed of yourself. And so you just have to check out. And so there's big problem with that is you never learn. You never learn from your mistakes. You never grow. You never evolve into the person you want to be. I just did this lesson yesterday. I, I, you can't be perfect and learn at the same time. And your process of losing weight is a process of learning. And you don't approach it that way because you're pro most people, the dieter approaches it. There's no learning, no learning. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Well, what do you do once you stop doing it? Uh, I'll wait four months and then do it again. The same fucking thing where I do it perfect for four days and then stop. Do you know what I mean? You've got to take a step back, look at yourself from an angle, notice your pattern of doing it perfect and then not doing it, doing it perfect for four days, not doing it for perfect for four months, you know, and say, Jesus, this is not a smart strategy. I'm a perfectionist. I'm smarter than this. I, this doesn't make any sense, <laughs> you know, and start making a better approach to it because you're, you're thinking you're going to be perfect is the stupidest shit ever. It's like, you know, if you want to be a, listen, I, and I like perfection as a, as an aim, you know what I mean? It's fine to aim for the stars. Great. But you got to like, no, I want to be perfect, but I can't be. And so, that's the world I'm going to live in, you know? And, and I just made a video of this. I'm going to release it soon, but what would serve you a lot better with your weight loss instead of like your weight loss. If you think about this, this is kind of profound. I think your weight loss is all planned around you being perfect. It's you like, okay, now I'm ready to do this perfect plan, right? That's the wrong way. You should plan for when you're feeling terrible, when you're depressed, when you're tired, when you're exhausted, whatever you should think to yourself, how can I eat better when I feel like shit? That would serve you better with your weight than anything you've done up until now. Because you keep thinking, oh yeah, Monday, Magic Monday, going to show up, going to be perfect. I mean, how many times have you done that? <laughs> Come on, man. Wake up. You know, I was joking. I was a hypnotist that I was going to hypnotize people to lose weight. I didn't realize I'm going to spend my time waking people up from hypnosis. You know, like Christ, stop doing the same thing. It's, it, just wake up and do something different, please. You know? 
Do you believe in intuitive eating? I believe in today's world where MCDs is everywhere. It's impossible. Yeah, Mickey D's. Um, yeah, intuitive eating. I believe in it once you've trained your intuitions. But if you're overweight, please don't trust your intuitions. <laughs> They're going to make you more overweight. Um, I'm an intuitive eater now because I've trained my intuitions. And so my intuitions are great because I see McDonald's and I think that fucking stuff. I, I look at Mickey D's like it's a cigarette company. You know what I mean? I don't want anything to do with them. That's what I think of their food. I don't think it's delicious. And I used to eat McDonald's all the time. Okay. But I, I look at McDonald's. I look at all the fast food comes out of the processed food. I look at it like it's cigarettes. So when you change your mindset, you know, you can absolutely intuitively eat. And I do intuitively eat, you know, but um, if, you, if you haven't trained your, your intuitions, then don't trust your intuitions. But I think that's a good, that's a good goal, right? That's part of the process, you know, but you can absolutely, I live in a world with Mickey D's and all that shit. And I'm intuitive eater. I'm fine with it because my intuitions are so strong because I'm reinforcing my mindset all the time. My lifestyle is supporting me and I have eating strategies that manage my hunger, you know? And so when you do that, yeah, you can absolutely, I don't think about food. That's the point I want to make, by the way, everyone. It's not, I don't want you to be impressed that I lost the weight and kept it off for 30. Well, that's pretty impressive, but it's, um, it's the way I've done it. I'm not dieting. I've, I haven't dieted at, at all the whole time. I don't even work out. I'm, I'm starting to work out more now because I got other reasons for resistance training. But I, when I started my weight loss thing, I said, okay, I want to do this for life. Let's build around my strengths, not my weaknesses. Uh, I don't want to work out. I'm lazy. Let's build around my laziness. Okay, well, it's lazier than not eating as much. It's less stuff to do. Great. Let's work on that. That sounds like that's, that's for me. Okay. So you got to build around your strengths anyways. But it's, um, it's important that once you, once you have a structure, a mindset, lifestyle, eating structure that's built specifically for you, I can be around all the bullshit, you know? Now, don't get me wrong. If I was constantly around and eating all the bullshit, you know, that'd be different. But I've, I've got a locked-in system, and I live in the world, you know? Exactly. Sure, everyone is guilty of perfectionists. Yep, yep. I'm kind of new here. Are you on live same time every day? Eh, kind of, kind of. I'm in the ballpark. I'm getting better at it, though. I'm working on it. Um, I'm working on scheduling them and getting them going and, and doing that. So that, that's my goal, um, you know, work-wise here, so that you guys can kind of hop on if you want to. You know what I mean? Ask your questions. I've known people to stick with eating healthy based on willpower alone. Like, how is this possible? Yeah, but how long? You know, how long do they keep that up? You know, and people that keep up long term, it's not a willpower thing. I promise you. Because I, I interview them. Understand where does programming cell thing come from? Where does all this stuff come from? It comes from me learning neurolinguistic programming, NLP, which is the science of modeling, subconscious modeling. And I went out and found people, a lot of them were at the YMCA who had lost weight and kept it off for a number of years. And I would talk to them and I'd ask them how they did it, not what they did eat wise, exercise wise. I asked that too, but I was more interested in how they thought about things. And so it's really about what you may be thinking is willpower. If someone's getting long-term results, it's not willpower. It's because you'd look at me and say, Oh my God, Jim's willpower is amazing. No, it's not. It's, it's my mindset is your, okay, let me put it, let me reframe it. So if you're a non-smoker, right? Is it because you're fighting off cravings all day for cigarettes and you have a lot of willpower and you're always fighting off those cigarette cravings? Or is it because you don't have any cravings because of the way that you think about cigarettes? And if you're a smoker, heroin, right? cocaine, right? Are you not a cocaine addict because you're fighting off cocaine cravings all day? Or is it because the way you think about cocaine, it seems disgusting and, and you have no desire for it? You see, everything's mindset. So don't, don't get into that trap of thinking, oh, they got willpower and I don't. It's, it's not that. I promise you it's not that. Because you got willpower in other areas of your life. You get your ass out of bed to go to work. 
right? You've got willpower in other areas of your life all over the place. And when it comes to the food, you don't. It has nothing to do with your willpower. It has everything to do with your mindset. Um, what's helped me is no labels. Nothing for me is a slip up. Do my best daily. Yeah, Don, that's brilliant. That's smart. What do you think about Ozempic? I don't like it. I don't like Ozempic. And I think that it's just one more thing of looking for the quick fix, the easy road. And uh, that's not an easy road. You know what I mean? I mean, we're living in a world now where it's like, if you ask the average person how to lose weight, they're going to diet, surgery, pills, injections, you know? Ozempic is an intense-ass medicine, right? Let it be known. I've got some clients on it, okay? And so, yeah, it gets rid of the food noise because it makes you feel nauseous all the time. I got a client, she, she was, slept three days out of the week last week. She felt so shitty, you know? I get people get so desperate, they feel like they'll do anything. But before you get so desperate and do surgery or Ozempic, maybe you might want to consider a mindset approach. You know, it'll be cheaper. Shit, my program's cheaper than Ozempic forever because you got to be on Ozempic forever. So what are you going to do it for a little while? How long you want to lose the weight for? Can I ask you that all, folks? How, how long would you like to keep the weight off for? I can hear you say forever, but your, your strategy belies that. It does not prove that. You, you're so fixated on short-term results. And you've got, at some point, I don't know how old you all are, okay? But at some point, you've got to take a step back and tap into your human wisdom and say, you know what? This diet approach isn't working for me. I'm a smart, action-oriented person, and I've been trying this, and it's not working. What needs to change? And I'm giving you the answer, your mindset. You need to change your mindset. You need to stop thinking like a fucking dieter because the dieter is thinking about Ozempic. Okay, it's a short-term... Listen, if you got type 2 diabetes, that's a different conversation. But if you don't have type 2 diabetes and you're going to take Ozempic, I mean, look what it does to you first, okay? Look what... I don't know. You want to risk thyroid tumors? That, that shit does not sound good to me. I don't know. Do you have... Do you do live hypnosis? Um, no, I don't do live hypnosis. Um, I've lost and gained weight all my life. I think I need that medication, Ozempic. All right. Yeah. Um... Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's what you need. Um, all right, everyone. I'm going to get out of here anyways. I got to go. Got some videos coming up. Um, and I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave on a negative note. You know, listen, I, there's no right or wrong. You know, do what you got to do. But if if you do the Ozempic and, you know, after a while you say, you know what? I don't want to live this way anymore. I'm tired of feeling nauseous or I can't afford the, the shots anymore or, or just whatever. Or it turns out that it's really dangerous, whatever. Just remember that that ultimately, um, ultimately, you know, th there is a mindset approach. You, you can transform yourself from the inside out and make this a process of personal development. Become the person you want to be. Not just the person you want to look like, but the person you want to be. To think like, feel like, and live like. Okay? And so if you ever get to that point where the Olympic stops working, it, that, that um, remember, there is another way. Okay? And I'll show it to you. <laughs> All right? Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Hope. I appreciate it. I appreciate you saying that. Um, hey Susan, how's it going? Um, how to remove binge eating from my life. Okay. I was going to get out of here, but I can't leave with that one. Um, my first thing to, to binge eating, I'm going to please answer this if, if you can, is usually when someone says they're binge eating, it's usually because they're not eating enough food. They're, they're trying to cut their calories too low or they're trying to starve themselves. You know, is that the case for you? You know, I don't know, but, but that's where I start. So again, binge eating, usually the first thing I'm going to is are you eating enough calories? The answer is usually no. Um, so that's the first thing. And the second cause of, so the first cause of binge eating is that you're really hungry. You're too hungry. People tend to think because of the dieter mindset that the more, the, the more hungry you are, the, the more you starve yourself, the better the weight loss. And that's ass backwards because the hungry you are, the harder it is to eat well. 
So yeah, you can starve yourself for a little while, um, but it's not, it's not a long-term strategy. And so you really, again, if you're not building for long-term strategies, I don't know what you're doing. You know what I mean? I don't get it. But um, so the first step is making sure you're eating enough and um, that'll help you with the binge eating. And then the second reason that people binge eat typically is emotional, you know? And so again, if you look at our culture, the main, you know, food is really positioned as the number one emotional management strategy, you know, that people use is they use food to feel better and feel good things and to celebrate and to avoid feeling shitty and to deal with shitty emotions, you know? And so part of the process of mastering your weight, certainly part of the process of dealing with the binge eating stuff is to start to develop better strategies that have nothing to do with the food to manage your emotions. Okay. And again, and then the program, that's a big part of what we do. How do you naturally manage your emotions? You know, that's going to take you a far way towards mastering your weight, you know, and your eating. All right. So, um, that'd be my quick, my quick, uh, suggestion for that. And obviously it's deeper than that, but I'm just giving you kind of the, the flyover um, solutions that most people uh, benefit from. All right. So cool. All right, everyone. Um, if you're here, if you're enjoying this, you're serious about your, your weight, go to my bio, click that link and, oh no, here we go. Uh, so it's so, okay. So I, now <laughs> I can't get out of here, but now I get triggered. Um, what do I think about water fasting? I think water fasting, I've done 18 days before. Um, Congratulations. Uh, what happened on day 19? What happened on day 25? You know, I get the water fasting question every day in the lives. And listen, if you're doing it for like spiritual reasons or some other thing. Oh, wow. Lost 18 pounds. What happened um, on day 25? Where were you at with your weight loss? Oh, maybe even more, maybe 20 pounds. Yeah, what happened the week after? Let me know. Please write it in here too, because I want to get the other side of it. I kept the weight off for a very long time. <laughs> I don't believe that, but uh, maybe it did. Let me see something real quick. I'm only doing this. I just want to make a point. All right. So, so stab face says I lost and gained weight all my life. I think I need that medication. What do you think about a, what do you think about water fasting? I've done 18 days before. How did you do with it? I lost 18 pounds, maybe more. I kept the weight off for a very long time. So why are you asking about Ozempic then? Why don't you just water fast? <laughs> I don't want to be an asshole, but it's stuff like this, you know, because it's like I see all the time in the comments, oh, I'm doing keto and I lost 30 pounds. I did intermittent fasting, I've lost 40 pounds. And it's like, well, how long have you been doing it? No, the, the week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, two months. Okay. When you've been doing it a year, two years. Okay. It didn't work in the end. So, I mean, answer your own question. It didn't work in the end. It didn't work in the fucking beginning. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it was never a long-term solution. Do you know what I'm saying? So I hope you're getting, I, I'm not, I'm not being aggressive with you. I, I just, I'm trying to snap you out of thinking this way. You, you see what I'm saying? It's when we only just think about short-term things, you know, if you just, 
you're going to start out. So what if I said water fasting is great? It's the best. I, and I made these videos as jokes and it's crazy. Sometimes people like get upset about them. Um, you haven't tried everything. Stop saying you've tried everything. Um, you're losing hope because you're only trying fast tricks. You're not committing to mastering your weight. If I sit here and say, oh yeah, water fasting is great. You could, you could lose 20 pounds in, in a couple of weeks and you got excited, right? It's, it's like, if you get excited about it, that I say that, then you're still caught in that trance, right? What if I said water fasting is amazing. You lose 20 pounds in a couple of weeks. You should do that, right? Then you're like, um, yeah, I'm going to do that. Why? I would, I would never say that. I don't mean that just because I, again, people get triggered and they just like, I made a joke one time. I made a video. I said the fastest way to lose weight, right? You want to know what the fast way to lose weight, everyone? I know you all do, right? <laughs> right. Go. I'm joking before I say it. Okay. I got to make that crystal clear. Um, the fastest way to lose weight. Don't eat anything. Okay. But that's not enough. You want the fastest way, right? The fastest way loss possible. Right? Don't eat anything. Stop drinking water. Exercise as much as you possibly can. Right. And, uh, the laxatives, if you want to add on top of that, right. It's just like, I'm, I'm joking because it's like, I'm making, I'm, I'm taking it to the extreme, you know, but it's like, yeah, if I sit here and say water fast, you want to lose weight fast, do it because why it seems a disservice to me to say, yeah, water fast. Cause you can lose 20 pounds. That's that weight loss mentality. That's what I'm trying to say. The dieting mindset is only <laughs> a lightning bolt. The dieting mindset only cares about losing weight. Let me put it a different way. So when it comes to dieting mindset only cares about the outcome. All you care about is losing weight. I don't give a shit what I got to do. Water fasting. Yup. I'm going to lose weight. Great. You don't give a shit about the process. The worse, the better, because that will give me better outcome. In program yourself, then all we care about is the process. We don't give a shit about the weight loss in the beginning. And so I bring it to you a different context. If I said, I'll give you $100,000 right now, or a machine that prints up money anytime you want it forever, which would you take? You take the machine, right? <laughs> and so it's like with the, with, when you know how to master your weight, you don't have to worry about losing weight anymore. And when you keep focusing on fast weight loss, that's why you feel like you've tried all the bullshit. And yeah, you, you should lose hope. Yeah, that's the right, that's the correct response. If you feel hopeless about your weight loss, it's because you keep looking at the dumb shit. Your asthmatozempic and water fasting, I'm just pointing out that's evidence that you're caught in that trap. And anyone else listening to this, please let this be a lesson. If you feel hopeless, if you feel stuck, like you can't start anything, it's not because there's anything wrong with you. It's because you keep looking at the dumb fucking ways to do it. Water fasting. Why would you water fast? Are you going to water fast forever? If you can't do it for the next 80 years, why would you start doing it now? What is the point? And, and so you have to start from the beginning. The problem isn't that you couldn't stick with water fasting. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like Christ, is that what you think? You think the problem is, oh man, the whole loss. I stuck with it 18 days. Ah, made it 18 days. Why couldn't I go 18 years water fasting? <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it's like, we can get into such a trance. We can't even realize how crazy that is. That's how complete the dieting trance is. It's so pervasive. You're getting it every single angle. That dieting mindset of short-term weight loss. And you know, oh, God, I fucking tried all the diets. And I can't lose weight. Nothing works. No, things work. You keep trying the same. It's the get rich quick scheme. You know, you just bounce from one get rich quick scheme to the next, you know? And it's like, oh God, I can't make money. You know, then does it. So it's like, you got to take everything. Yeah. How do you change your broken mindset? That's a great question. All right. Hey, now you're in the game. Okay. Cause once you can at least see that all those ways are fucking stupid. <laughs> Excuse my language. A lot of F-bombs here. But once you can see clearly, oh, water fasting. Like, like Someone's like, oh, water fasting is great. I lost it. And you say, yeah, but what happened a month later? What happened now? 
right? Now you're now you're in a completely different headspace because now you're going to start saying, oh, okay, hmm, geez, you know, I listen, that, yeah, Ozempic, yeah, that's kind of a temporary thing because that's it. Listen, Ozempic's no different than listen. You know what Ozempic is? Ozempic's the um the diet pills, the the ephedrine. I'm forgetting the name of it now for some reason. The, the ephedrine. You know what I mean? It's just the shit that speeds you up, and eventually it'll be illegal probably for for diet use. You know, because it's so bad for you. But it's just it's a short term solution. You know, and um, so once you start, that's the primary. So, so you know what? You're already in a better mindset because if before, right? Half an hour. Yeah. Fen, fen, right. So, so um, 20 minutes ago, 10 minutes ago, you were still in that mindset. Okay. So now you can, now that you're out of that mindset for a minute, you can appreciate that's a fucked up mindset, but in order to appreciate that, that defined, that means you're in a different mindset. So congratulations. Okay. If you could stay on that path, and start asking yourself, how can I master my weight for good? And here's the difference. Most people on a diet start day one, cutting 50, 60% of their calories, trying to be perfect, which is crazy because you don't do that in anything else. You want to learn to play the piano, you're not going to start playing eight hours a day. You know, you start a little bit and you start to develop your skills a little bit at a time. So it takes patience. That's the hardest part. So you want to know how to change your broken mindset. You start developing patience and you start asking the question, how can I live at my goal weight for the rest of my life? on your autopilot. How can I live my goal weight forever? That question is going to bring you new strategies and ideas into your mind that are going to be much better. And it's a process. So I can't just sit here and say, oh, this, 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 you know, I can sit here and tell you that the, the broad strokes, yeah, mindset, lifestyle, eating blueprints that are structured directly to you change your subconscious mind. Okay. But it's a process just like anything else. So if you can get in that process and make a little improvement each and every day, 1%, instead of 50, 60%, 1%. Start with your worst habit, whatever your worst habit is. What's your worst habit? Yeah. Lori said, people ask me, I've been successful. My answer, I finally decided to. I started eating right. Yeah, great. And you probably just like start eating right perfectly all one day. Okay, sugar. So here's the thing. Sugar is not the habit, okay? Sugar is, is part of the problem because you're probably consuming sugar in a lot of different places. What I mean by habit is a behavior where... so. Nighttime eating, overeating at dinner, snacking in the afternoon, um, eating too much at breakfast. So, so I'm talking about like, if you look at a typical week, what's a hab habitual eating behavior that's showing up multiple times? Not just eating sugar. I want to know it, it needs to be in a place. Like, where is it happening? Let me know that. And I'll tell you. Yeah. Okay. See, okay. So, so I, I gotta get out of here, but this is what I'm saying right now. There's no structure to anything, right? It's just like, I eat too much sugar, uh, emotional eating, boredom eating, pleasure eating. Okay. What I'm saying is you need to figure out, you need to pick one spot. Okay. Um, maybe it's at night. It, it, uh, let me put it this way. Okay. Let me, let me put it this way. Where is a time, a time, a consistent time during the week where you're eating too much sugar or, or whatever, just eating too much period. Doesn't even have to be sugar. The behavior, right? Is it happening at night? Nighttime. Okay. So, so that's where I would start to focus on. And here's, I'll give you another one, right? So again, with the diet mindset, it's all or nothing, right? So I'm going to give you the three R's of change. Okay. So this is what I would suggest to you. If you want to start down a real path is nighttime eating. Okay. Cause it's probably happening every night, nighttime. I'd get specific on a time because I bet it's specific. It's probably between like nine and 10 or nine and 11, eight and 10, whatever. 
get specific about the window and now give yourself three options. You can reduce, replace, or remove. Now remove is what most people want to do. I'm just going to stop eating at night. Well, that's the hardest one. Yeah, quickest results, probably the shortest lasting, okay? So you probably want to stick with replace or reduce, okay? And so whatever you're eating at night, if you can reduce it by 20%, great. If you could replace it with something healthier by 20%, great. It's an improvement. So instead of thinking you have to do it all at once and overwhelming yourself, start to think of what is a way I could change and make it better that feels manageable and maybe sustainable. I also love bad and unhealthy food. Yeah. But you don't love it. You know what I mean? Love is love is a pure thing. You know what I mean? We, we love people in our lives. Um, even if we don't like certain things, but we love them, love them, you know? And um, you can't love something that's causing you so much pain, you know? Uh, not, not a true love anyways, you know? But anyways, yeah, so you go work at that. I, I love bad and unhealthy food. So you go to work and saying, okay, let me reduce my bad and unhealthy food at night by 20%. Does that feel doable? I mean, shit, if you're able to water fast for 18 days, cutting your bad unhealthy foods down at night by 15, 20% should be a breeze, you know? And then you get used to that. And then after you get used to that, you cut another 10, 20% down. Is there any specific foods I should be eating? Yeah, I would eat um, whole natural foods. So what I would do, right? If, if I was you and I, I was eating a bunch of shit at night is the first thing I would do is I'd probably get, I don't know. I'm just saying this. I could be anything. Carrots, apple, banana, celery, hummus. And I'd eat some of those. I'd say, okay, I can have the shitty food, but I'm going to eat that stuff first. And then the, the shitty food. So before you even start this, I'd say, how much shitty food am I eating at night? Am I eating a bag of chips? I, I'd need, I, you want to have some structure, some sense of what you're doing because you can't, you can't improve it if you don't know what you're doing. And the only improvement when you don't know, I don't know. So you got to get rid of it completely. So you need to get a sense of where you're at. And if let's just say you're eating a bag of chips every night. Oh, ice cream. Okay. How much ice cream are you eating on an average night? Do you know how much? Like a pint of ice cream, a gallon of ice cream, a scoop of ice cream. So I'll give you a specific here. So, so you eat ice cream. Okay. So you're eating a whole pint of ice cream at night. Is that what you're doing? And even if it's not, let's just stick with that just as an example. So this is the first step, everyone. Okay. So, so you, you got to get specifics. Yeah. Okay. A pint of ice cream every night. Okay. So again, you're a person who can do an 18 day water fast, right? So cutting that pint down to, first of all, I would never eat, I would never eat out of a pint thing. Okay. Because a pint and, and don't, Hey, listen, light energy. I'm, so I'm glad I'm staying for this because don't feel bad about this. That's the first thing. Don't feel bad about it. It's not, it's not a bad thing. It's just a habit that you've started up now. Um, and what I would suggest is I would start to cut down on the pint. Right. So the first thing I would do, I would never, and I used to, I used to eat out of a pine container. You don't want to eat out of a pine container. There's a thing called the Zagarnik effect. And basically it says our mind doesn't like open loops. Okay. So when we open like a, a container of a food, there's a lot of drive to finish the whole thing just to finish it off. Okay. So a pint is like that. So what I would suggest first thing is I would take that pint and I would stop eating out of a pint thing if that's what you're doing. And I would scoop ice cream into a bowl. Okay. And before even that, I would proceed it and I would say, I can have ice cream, but I would start with something healthy before it. Again, I would probably stick more vegetable-based, carrot, celery. Um, I don't know what you like. If you don't, you'll probably don't like that stuff. Carrot and celery is a pretty neutral, you know, apple, banana, whatever. I would eat something with some fiber, something healthy first. And then I would say that I can have um, dessert after that. 
yeah, watermelon's great. Yeah, watermelon's fine. Um, anything, any fruit, vegetable will be fine. Okay, especially with where you're at. Okay, so um, watermelon's great. I would put something healthy before it. This is called habit stacking. Okay, so you got the habit of eating a pint of ice cream. So you keep that right now. Um, but let's put something before it that's healthy. Right? It, it could be. I would do what I would do is I would again a carrot, celery, apple, banana. You know, again, I'm just naming four simple. It could be literally any fruit or vegetable, watermelon, any of it. I would do that. And then I would say, and I got to drink a glass of water and I would drink a glass of water. And then I would say, I got to wait five minutes and then I can eat ice cream. And when I ate the ice cream, I would say, I'm not eating out of a pint thing anymore. That's ridiculous. That's what they want me to do. So I eat the whole thing. I don't want to do that. Um, I'm still going to eat ice cream, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to eat, I don't know, two scoops of it. I'm just ballparking it. Anything that's less than a pint is where I would start. Yeah, I drink lots of soda too. Yeah, it's a big problem, right? It's liquid candy. But but again, one thing at a time. We're not doing everything, okay? Yeah, better ice cream is another option. You know what I mean? So again, that's the replace method, right? Better lower calorie ice cream is an option. Yeah, orange juice. Yeah, yeah. So you're spiking your, your glucose and sugar all over the place. But again, notice what we're saying. We don't want to do too much at once, but these are just some options for you. Um, scoop the ice cream out into a bowl consume less of it than you normally do. And, um, I think if you did those things, you would, it would be relatively easy for you not to eat a whole pint. And so instead of a pint, maybe eat half the pint, you know, and then get used to that. And once you get used to that, it feels normal. You know, then you work on lowering that a little bit. Okay. But, but you hear what I'm saying? It's not, I'm just, I'm giving you specific ideas, but I don't want to get caught up on the ideas as much as it's a process. I want you to understand the process of changing your behavior. That's your worst eating habits at night. And, um, you know, most people try and just completely wipe it out and then they do it for a little bit and then they can't keep it up anymore. And they go right back to what they always did. This is transforming it. So it takes a lot more patience, but you're going to end up with a strategy that's much more long lasting. Okay. And so again, and then it's trial and error that that's that redo technique I was talking about, you know? So it's like, there's more to it than this, but this is, that's the first steps if you're serious. All right. And again, the, the first step is really like, what am I looking to accomplish here? What am I looking to do? You know, if you just want to lose weight, that's not gonna be enough. You know, you got to make it bigger than that. There we go. Um, I think I take a, on a lot of energy and emotion and go to food to self-soothe. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. People use food to self-soothe all the time. Unfortunately, it's a shitty self-soother. You know, you get so focused on that 15, 20 minutes of eating and you think it's so amazing. But if you zoom out, look at the big picture of that eating, that 15 minutes of soothing is causing you 24 hours of intense pain, shame, guilt, frustration. You know, if you look at the big picture, is that is that 15 minutes worth? The rest of that, I don't know. Um, that's that face. You're you're welcome. Okay, I'm glad you stuck with me because again, when when I get when I get frustrated like that, um, <clears throat> it's all because I care about you. I, I really want you to do better. Okay, and I know you can do better. All right, but but I, I hope I hope you really internalize that realization you had today. You know, give yourself the 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 glasses, the invisible glasses, to be able to see the bullshit and and avoid it from now on. So that when you see, when you feel, you say, oh, oh, water fat. Oh, when you feel that, no, no, wait a second. That, that's, that's just short term. That's short term. I'm, I'm about long term from now on. I only going to commit to long term. And if you commit to that, that one shift alone, it starts you on a completely different path. That's why I can tell you, because I know you're feeling hopeless and you should feel hopeless on the diets. You should. That's the correct feeling. Um, start putting yourself in the right direction. I realize I'm unconsciously comfortable in my obesity, which contradicts my needs and wants. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Again, awareness precedes all change. Great. That's great awareness, okay? Not the most comfortable feeling, but you can never change until you realize exactly what you realized. That's that. 
most people, I always say this, you weigh what you want to weigh subconsciously and don't get upset. Right. But subconsciously you, you, you want to be what you weigh. Maybe you're a woman and it protects you from attention from men. Um, maybe you don't want the loose skin. Maybe you're worried that it, I've had people, if I lose the weight, people are going to expect more out of me. I'm kind of hiding here. There's a million subconscious reasons why you might want to be overweight and comfort is exactly it. And so the, the process of, of mastering your weight is getting consciously and subconsciously congruent. Please go and watch the training. You all, you all, I'm telling you, this is a good live and, and I really am enjoying all of you. Um, I'm, I'm really enjoying what you guys are bringing to this a lot. And so you will, you will all be very well served by clicking that link and getting the hypnosis session. But more importantly, watch that training, the three steps to master your weight. Please watch that training. Okay. Cause it'll give you way more context right here. I'm, I'm all over the place here. This will give you the foundational understanding, especially you stab, stab face. You want to have a mindset that that will show you some of the mindset pieces in a lot more detail. Okay. Um, I believe I'm no longer a dieter. I want life adjustments and choosing the best way to live and care. There you go. Well, I, there you go. See, that's so great. Good. Good for you. Good for you. I'm glad you appreciate the honesty. Good, good. Um, I believe hey, that's a cool name too, but, but that's so great. I want the adjustments to choose the best way to live and care for me. That that's what a great, what a better goal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that supports your weight loss anyways. You know what I mean? Um, and that's the key part. You know, we, we want to, we want a foundation, we want a strong foundation for your weight mastery, not just some, you know, some, some tenuous, you know, shitty strategy to lose weight for a little while. We want a firm foundation where we feel solid, you know, I'm 100% solid, grounded in my goal weight because I'm grounded in my mindset, my lifestyle and my eating. It's all congruent and it all just flows. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. That's the goal I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about, Oh, lose some weight. I'm talking about living a congruent life where you're feeling really, really good. You know? Yeah. Making mindful choices for sure. For sure. Yeah. You're welcome, Georgina or Georgiana. Sorry. Um, yeah. How long should it normally take to normally to lose the weight? Don't worry about that shit. Don't worry about how long it takes. I always say, like, do you, are you more concerned with how long, you know, as soon as possible or as long as possible, right? Get focused on how long it's going to last. You got to stop that shit because you, you did the water thing, okay? And don't tell me it lasted a long time. It didn't last a long time. You did it for 18 days and lost a bunch of weight, and then you put it on relatively quick. And um, get, get your head off of the how long it takes normally. Give yourself a year. Okay. Start that way. Give yourself a year. See, see how much weight you can lose in a year. If you systematically and consistently improve your readings day after day, little steps at a time in ways that are comfortable and manageable. All right. And then give yourself a year and then you come back and let me know um, how long it took you and how much weight you lost. All right. We want to outer to match the inner is an all inside out. Yeah, exactly. Inside out process for sure. Um, how much is a hypnosis session? Uh, I don't do hypnosis sessions. I have my program. My program is, uh, it's, it's like I said, it's $2,000 on my website, but I'm, I'm telling you all now, go, go to that. If, if you watch, uh, get, go to my link, click that click link, go get the hypnosis session. Listen to that anyways, but watch that training. Um, but then at the end of the training, I, I go through the program and I give you a special, uh, discount link, a one-time thing where you can get a half off. All right. And, um, yeah, it, it'd be the most profound shift you've ever made with your weight no doubt um as soon as you get the program you start again every day there's a five minute hypnosis session every night there's a 10 minute hypnosis session kind of bookend your days with with relaxation and calm and positive suggestions and then you work on your blueprint it's specified to you 
Um, you learn the hypnosis technique to use to program yourself. And then probably most importantly is we work together for eight weeks. Um, you know, I got coaching calls three times a week. So working with me is probably the most profound shift you'd ever have with your weight. I mean, it's undoubtedly <laughs> like there's no question. I mean, I shit, I work with people who got surgery, but I was Zempic. Um, literally I, I work, there's nothing that compares to working with me. It's not like you can see it as no one's doing what I'm doing, you know? And, uh, I hear that all the time. So yeah, but, um, but you know, if, if it's, if it's the right program for you, but even if it's not watch the training, watch the training. Okay. Especially you stab face, go watch that training. Okay. And, and all the rest of you, you, you guys are asking such good questions. Um, you know, so, so you'll get a lot out of it. Cause I get, it's made for people that are like you, they're asking these questions. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. Um, go get that session. Uh, you can, my YouTube channel is Jim Katsoulis. There's a lot of cool stuff there. You go watch it. Uh, the podcast is program yourself. Then it's on all the main platforms. Go listen and, and then like it too. review it. Say thank you. And, uh, and then I got lots of videos coming on TikTok. So thanks so much, everyone. Have a great day. Bye.